story. Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. Today we're in the park, joined by the formidable, illustrious, <laughs> number one food and music writer. Oh shit! Uh, hello, everybody. What's up, Gablo? What's up? How are you? Good. Pilot Boys al fresco. We out here. We out here. I like it though. Yeah. So today we're doing the new David Chang. What is it? Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. The next thing you eat. Mm-hmm. I watched first episode and I was like, hmm, I, I, f- I have some thoughts. Yeah. I don't know if they're all good or bad, but I felt like the, you were the perfect person to talk to about it. Oh, thank you. Especially thank after you. watching uh, the, Cho, the Cho Show. The Cho Show, yeah. Friend of the pod, David Cho. <laughs> he did like that, that tweet. What's up, David? So what did you think of the, the series overall? I like the series overall, definitely. Okay. I mean... I thought it was interesting, even though I try to refrain from using that word sometimes because I feel like it's sort of a catch-all for, like, if you don't really have an opinion on something. Right. Uh, which is to say that that's not to say that I don't have an opinion on this. I have a variety of sort of different opinions in terms of, like, what I think the show is trying to achieve. David Chang is sort of a media personality, all kinds of, you know, everything that sort of goes into that, too, at the same time. Right. So. But I, I mean, it held my attention. I think it was it was timely. I found it to be timely. Yeah. Um, I think that's what struck me the most is the the themes that they touch on. So the first episode is about delivery tech and yeah, well, yeah, delivery and tech and like yeah. how tech has kind of you know aggressively entered the food space. Sure. Uh, as a result of the pandemic, you know, etc. Accelerated considerably. Yeah. And I thought that that was like. I think as a hook, that was good. You know, yeah. like it was this kind of, it is kind of political, it's cultural mm-hmm. and it's about food and it yeah. didn't seem as just like his other projects. Like I think Ugly Delicious season one was interesting. Sure. In that it was trying to do Bourdain's shit. Yeah. I didn't watch season two, but I did watch the Chrissy Teigen one. The Oh yeah. Uh-huh. What is it like? live love eat or what the fuck it's called it's just hanging out with celebrities right and that one i felt like wasn't as compelling because it was just him hanging out with celebrities in cities right but this one i felt like because it had kind of like a it was about something yeah it felt like i was at least learning something like i was at least learning a little bit more about some of this shit because you know i i know a little bit but Mm -hmm. to be able to like see some of the folks and like figures who were behind some of this like delivery and tech stuff was was kind of an interesting like as a package was interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and then there's what there's like five episodes right yeah i think not all of them are, are as interesting but yeah overall i think that they it felt like the parts that i liked about ugly delicious for the first season at least sure um but yeah is there stuff that worked more for you or stuff that didn't work for you or like what's your relationship with david chang oh, i guess man. we should start there what is my relationship with david chang that's a great question i mean he's something he's somebody that i've definitely been aware of uh for a long time i was a regular uh reader of lucky peach magazine uh which you know r.i.p uh was a great publication i think that's uh 
it came to me at a period in my life where I was really starting to think about food sort of on uh, on a specific level. Okay. What and level is that? I guess just more on uh, sort of a deeper cultural level, I guess, in one way or another, you know, um, in the sense that uh, it wasn't just, I mean, it was about food, but it was also about cooking, which right. I really enjoyed. That was probably one of my favorite aspects about it. But okay. then, you know, you're also drawing in, you know, uh, issues of, you know, sociology, I guess, for lack of a better terms, and, and, and science and all that sort of stuff. Right. So it was I, I i think the the interdisciplinary approach especially and and uh, along with the level of writing that that it contained uh had a big impact on me just right. you know as as a, as a person in terms of uh who thinks about food but i wanted to kind of go back really quickly to what you were saying before to to, to if we're talking about david chang the 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 tv host or mm-hmm. the tv person or whatever uh you brought up the ugly delicious stuff um I think that I didn't, I, I, there wasn't as much for me to like kind of grasp onto that ugly delicious had, whereas I feel like it was more of the Bourdain thing. So like, I feel like there was more, you felt that this one was more Bourdain. I know. No, I felt, I felt it was less. So, you know, which I I think is to your point too, as well, but it may be perhaps why, why I didn't like emotionally connect with it as much, you know, ugly delicious. No, um, uh, future. What is it? The, uh, the way we the eat. The next thing you eat. The next thing you eat. Sorry, I should like remember. that. That's why it didn't resonate with you as much as Ugly did. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps. Although you know, I I had issues with Ugly too For at sure. the same time. And then you know, it's interesting that you bring up in the context of the um, the first episode being about delivery, right? And tech. It feels like tech is kind of like overarching, like throughout the majority of it. It sort of sets the tone, right. as it were. Um, which right. I realize you can't have a conversation in America about, you know, any anything to do with the future without talking about tech, yeah. you know. But sometimes it felt like a little too um, zeitgeisty. Sort of, yeah. Like it felt like it was a little too tech broy in, in in some respects, you really? know, in that in 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 one sense or another. I feel like it was very like fuck you tech mm, okay bro. like i think that so the way that he hooked me and I'll, I'll be honest you know like sure i'm watching this to be entertained and i think ultimately that is what media is you know like obviously sure. you can have these like these kind of like uh, cultural calories that yeah you learn about shit whatever but right i think that the way he hooked me was the idea of him saying like some tech guy was telling me that he can recreate like my chef intuition with yeah. an AI. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well now I'm in like, yeah. uh, that's, that's interesting. Sure. Like I, I do think about that. Like I do yeah. think about like, you know, removing the human element from food. And I think that that's right. That might be the thesis mm-hmm. of it, you know, like trying to get back to the human elements of it. But I think that it's, it's also, I think the Broy aspects to me was kind of like him talking with his homie. Right. And not coming to any conclusions. Because that's what you do when you talk with your homies. You're just like, yeah, you know, like, this is wild. This is dumb. And then you're just like, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's that. every conversation was that. Sure. Like, but I don't know. Like, it just it just kept evolving into that. Yeah. Um, and I think that those are some of the weaker aspects. But I think as, like, kind of like the culturally significant stuff that surrounds food, mm-hmm. like how climate change is affected sure. and, like, how, you know, 
tech is is it getting involved in just like meat production like yeah. uh kind of like the artificial artificially created meats or yeah. whatever i and thought that was interesting the fish stuff too yeah but i agree with you i think that that is very much like like the show was trying to look at how the future of food is is like what the future of food is becoming yeah but in that i think that it also is like it, it focuses it focuses a lot on kind of tech right instead of like i don't know like i think like the sushi one i thought was interesting because that one wasn't really about tech mm. and but it, it was, does have a tech it, he brings the guy out at the end he brings out the the salmon they grew in a lab or whatever right. But I think one of the elements where he's just like, this is kind of the future of sushi was, and I mean, I'm, I'm biased. I'll, I'll be honest. We're in Linwood right now recording yeah. this, but he goes to the sushi spot in Linwood, which is yeah. like a Mexican sushi spot, which is kind of this like cross-cultural product. Yeah. And I think that that is kind of the future. Yeah. You know, at least from like a human standpoint, not a tech standpoint, I think the future is kind of these like cross-cultural products. Yeah. No, that's, that's a hundred percent. And I think for the listeners at home, uh, the publication that we all write for, our editor uh, Javier Cabral, wrote about the the spot, and uh, and David Chang is also uh, a fan, a frequent, uh, yeah, a frequent fan with LA Tacos right. stuff too as well. So even though he doesn't like tacos, he doesn't like tacos. Interestingly, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what's, I also had I felt some type of way, and I have to say this now that we're talking about like like me writing. Let's do it. Let's get into um, it. So I, I, this, this is like nerd food nerd shit, but it's okay. When I wrote that story about home cooks, mm-hmm. I came across. So I, I first started with like people who I knew were starting, who were selling from food, selling food from home, right in LA. And then I started to look at kind of like the legalities, and then I started to look at like folks who were trying to change that. Right. And in that episode, I think it is the first episode, maybe the second. They go to Riverside, and there's this woman who cooks from her home. Yeah. And. The company that started that is like Food Nomi or Food Nome, some shit like that. Uh-huh. They are part of the reason why the bills that I talk about in that story pass. So you talk about tech being involved in food, but right. what you're actually saying is tech being involved also in the legal process. Like they lobbied to get some of these bills passed. Yeah. To you know, like they they're they're basically like kind of I, I don't allegedly they're authors of this bill. Yeah. And I spoke to the lawyer who who was like part of, you know, passing this to make sure that it's equitable for mm-hmm. some of these vendors. Yeah. And they were on opposite sides mm-hmm. because they were more interested in like how do you create the disruptive or like the Uber of home food. Sure. You know, so like. Sure. I think that that was kind of the cultural blind spots, at least like right. when you're as a journalist or a reporter, mm-hmm. I could see that because I, I, I report on that story. But yeah, I think for him, he just saw it as like, this is the future, like people cooking from home, which I don't think is a wrong statement. No, I just think that you have to like critically look at yeah. who are the people involved here. Yeah. And um, to your point, too, with regards to that, the, you're talking about the, the cottage food bill, right? Yes. Yeah. And then there were, there's the other one that, uh, while you were talking, reminded me of it, too, was which was the proposition. And I can't remember. I want to say Prop 22, but I don't know if that's right. was mm. the uh, uh, the the ride share lift, you right. know, w- considering the drivers, independent contractors right. uh, versus paid employees. Yeah, that was that. another thing that was heavily right. influenced by tech. And it's also plays a part, a huge Absolutely. part into this too, at the same time. He didn't talk about any of that shit, did he? 
He didn't talk about it in that way, but I think the first episode was about that. Because sure. I think I think if we're positioning like where they are in these battles, uh-huh. in the first episode he's against tech, right? But in that moment when he goes to like this 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 food vendor from home, right? He's kind of pro tech. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like back and forth. Sure. And I don't know if that's for him trying to create like a complicated narrative or like it's just like surface. Yeah. You know. But then I want to bring it back to your point that you said earlier too is that um he said something and you were entertained by it you know yeah but at the same time it's like are we learning anything new or is he just kind of repurposing what we already kind of know you know in that sense i think that this is an interesting conversation because i have a difficult relationship and i as you do as well i'm sure i have a difficult relationship with the idea of mainstreaming sure which is you know I'm mainstreaming right now, dog. Right, I'm, I'm mainstream all day, baby. Um, you know, <laughs> we it's stay like, mainstream. It's like the idea that taking, you know, to mansplain what you said. It's the idea of taking some idea that somebody has reported on and poured effort into, and just kind of surface level reporting on this, or sure. like Malcolm Gladwelling. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. pop, making it pop and making mm-hmm. it entertainment, which means like when you do that. You have to make it more palatable sure. for entertainment purposes, which I understand. I understand that inclination to do that. Yeah, I get it too. I guess for me personally, as a viewer slash consumer, you know, you for whatever it. it's worth, I just don't know if I like walked away with something. You know, it was more just like, oh, here's Dave Chang's t- uh, take on all this stuff. You mm. know, I mean, I, I did walk away with like I learned that. There are a lot of tech, like, it's one of those kind of, like, don't ask, don't tell. Like, I I had the feeling that this stuff might be happening, but sure. I didn't know directly that there were people creating lab meat. Yeah. Like, I had never seen, like, a person try it. I think that stuff was, was interesting, and I, the idea of, like, creating an AI chef is interesting. Yeah. And then, like, the idea of automation and, like, that stuff I think is interesting, too. Like, I, I'm not saying that... Like, I don't think that it's this is the place to go to to get, like, reporting. Mm-hmm. I think this is the, the, the place to go to to, like, get a glimpse of what the future is. And sure. I think I did learn some things. Uh, you know, it was, like, very David Attenborough, kind of, like, cryptic that, like, the planet is dying, the fish are dying. Like, right. that, I think that that's how you get people these days. Like, I, I watched that documentary I told you about. The, Shock and awe. It's just, like, showing how much the planet is being destroyed by some of yeah. this shit. Right. right. Um, but I think that the stuff that I have an issue with, and this is just personally, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to cut this out or not, but I think that there's a little bit of like kind of liberal politics in terms of like, like this individualistic idea that what you eat is what is causing harm to the planet. I think that's a neoliberal idea Sure. that puts the onus on the individual instead of like these systems because the real system is the mcdonald's you know like the corporations that are fucking creating factories to destroy the planet yeah i think that's the issue and i think that like this personal responsibility stuff while i do think that it's it's honorable i think that the idea of like saying it in this way almost creates like policing for other people and that that stuff i always have a problem with yeah and i don't know if that makes sense no it makes sense yeah yeah um, and I think you said it really well. Um, I, I I would argue, though, just really quickly, and I don't know if this is too off topic, 
uh, to that point though is I don't know if I would necessarily agree that it's like a neoliberal thing. You know, I think it's, I think it's just becoming like a thing that we all sort of have to deal with, you know? Um, I think it's system justification. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we're, I think we're all kind of coming to terms with it, you know, uh, regardless of politics. I mean, I've had conversations with people about it. Yeah. But like, do you really think that like banning straws is going to like change that? Do you think that like, like the kind of things that we'll see in like trendier neighborhoods that are like, this is what we're doing. Like we're doing our, our piece to like Uh combat this. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is a, this isn't even a fucking like speck on like the real problem. Yeah. It's like that meme of like, it's like the first panel is like you taking out your recycling, you know? And then the second panel is a fucking oil derrick in the ocean, like on fire or something. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like it, it seems incomparable. Sure. I think, and I think that David Chang understands that in the show. Yeah. But at the same time, he's like, I have to feel like it makes, I think what he's saying without saying is that it makes me feel good to support businesses that are doing this or to support people that that are are doing this. But it's almost like a like you have to be willfully ignorant because you're like okay well i'm doing this and i'm doing my part as if it's not it's gonna make a difference to stop any to curb any of this you know what i mean yeah like it's 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 both like an understanding of of what the issue is Mm -hmm. and also like a like he created this like uh, something to 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 make him feel a little better about it i guess right yeah And, and i think that that's like that kind of like politic I think is the mode for kind of like liberal shows about that care about these things. But at the same time, I don't know if it's actually saying anything. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I was, uh, those sort of along the lines of what I, my thinking of it too. Right. Um, I think the other thing is that his, he got his shit kind of rocked because of the pandemic too, at the same time, right. you know? And so that sort of caused him to sort of start thinking things uh, differently and then he's like, hey, Hulu's, you know, wants me to do a show. <laughs> like, let me just feel this out, you know? Yeah. Like, kind of similar to, you know, if somebody comes to us and wants us to write a story about something, you know? Right. Be like, how do you feel about this? And be like, oh, well, I got, you know. I got thoughts. Yeah, but I guess to my point is I'm wondering if the – and maybe maybe this is asking too much or, 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 or maybe it's it's already assumed, but, like, I feel like it was it was very much from like a one perspective like uh uh standpoint in that in that sense, you know. Right. I feel like it's like he is a person, he's a successful business person, he's also a chef, you right. know. He's both of those things, yeah. you know. Um and you know, uh so I feel like it was kind of a lot of like it was a lot of sort of rich guy thinking, you know, yeah, I'm not saying absolutely. he's like super rich. Or and anything. I think this is a good segue to the, the next conversation. Yeah. But I, I just wonder, it's like, is this the only way to have these conversations or is there like other things to talk about too as well? Like he's like, Oh yeah, restaurants are changing and you know, and you're going to get a pizza in five minutes now and yeah. all this kind of shit, you know, and you're kind of like, like, bro, we've been talking about this shit forever. You just yeah. Out. Like but, that's, that's, that was the, so like, does, does that come from like a, we've been doing this. Like, we've been reporting this, and you just fucking talking about it. Yeah, and it's also kind of like I've heard similar conversations about this before, okay. you know? And it's like, there's another point that I want to get to really quickly, but it, but the but it's just like, is tech the only lens we can look at this, you know, um, 
at these issues, you know? Like in terms of the idea of the future? Yeah, okay. yeah. And I, like I said, I understand because of, you know, like if you're having a conversation about future, about the future, like obviously tech is going to play a large part in, into it. But at the same time, it's like, well, like, it just, I don't know, are we thinking about it from like a people perspective too mm. as well? Like an individualized perspective at yeah. the same time, you Like know? by focusing on tech so much, you're almost... It's like almost antithetical to the thesis of like, we want to infuse more humanity into restaurants. And, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's what I kind of enjoyed about the ugly delicious stuff is mm. like, there's more of the sort of human element to it too, at the right. same time, you know, maybe it's the big idea versus small idea in that respect. But right. like, if I'm going to like sort of emotionally connect it to something, like I, I got to see more sort of, you know sort of a human element into it too at yeah. the same time i realize tech is an extension of that but um like i said i just wonder if like this is the only way to talk about it like if you and i were given the opportunity if hulu came to us you know and said oh, we want you to do a five-part series on this i like, would never even have thought about it <laughs> what do you mean what what, what part like, would you have thought about i think when you are all right so what we do is very community-based right like it's very in in on the street and right. this is what it is like i know what the dining scene in la looks like because i'm out here i don't fucking think about like i don't think about the and, and maybe this is like willfully ignorant of me but like i don't think about the the delivery apps as like the future i think of them as a means to an end for now sure and obviously there will be people who use that for right. convenience yeah. and that that'll continue to be the thing but there's so many people who could go and like experience this personally and still care about it. Right. And I think that that's the shit that I'm concerned with, which is why I'm like, I didn't even really think about it like that. Cause yeah. it's so, it's another world for me. Like it's, it's, it's way over there. Right. But I think now I will have to care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. No. That, and that, and that <laughs> makes sense. And I, and, and I think that that's, that's like, you know, part of the idea of like what you're saying is that this show doesn't feel as emotionally resonant because you know it's not about kind of like individuals and like exceptional people as much it's more of kind of like a a pbs or like a one of those shows about like a topic yeah it's not as personal as it felt with ugly delicious and that, that is true like i didn't even really think about that until you brought it up but i want to transition into this next segment is is david is david chang like to remove now to even care about this like I, I only found out about him because he was kind of like the the fuck you chef, like the, the punk kind of whatever chef, whatever sure. you want. I don't know what the fuck people call them. I don't know the context, but mm-hmm. is he still that or is he just so far removed from that and he's trying to get back to it or like, what, what do you think? Like, is he even relatable anymore? It's 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 an interesting topic to, to consider, especially now that he's such an L.A. guy. Right. You know, which... I make the joke. I've probably made it to you. I made it to various people and he's not the only one. There's a bunch of people like this New York food people who, who, who are now in LA. Right. You know, there's so many there, there are, you know, um, high profile people too. Like, uh, like all the Bon Appetit people. Yeah. Yeah. Molly Bass being the, the, the prime example, nothing against Molly Bass, big fan of her cookbook um, right. and, and all that. But uh, I always make the joke that they're they're doing shit that we were doing like ten years ago, essentially. Yeah. Oh not, yeah. For I sure. mean, not to not to toot our own horn, you know. Yeah. But like, um, 
you know, he goes to Huge Tree Pastry in this uh, in yeah. this show, where the breakfast episode, which I, I really enjoyed the breakfast episode. Same. Actually, um, I thought that one was great. Yeah, uh, because it, it it makes a strong case for having you know what you historically or a savory breakfast pod canon. You hate breakfast. No, I don't. <laughs> You've told me that you hate breakfast more than anything. <laughs> You know, I mean, attentive listeners. It is what recognize. it is. It is what it is at this I'm point. Just no, but um, uh, he's talking about huge free pastry, you know, right. and it's just like, I think when I, I paused it and I showed my wife uh, when it was on there and she was like, she was like, why is he putting that on there? Now a bunch of people are going to show. <laughs> so you're, you're thinking about it more of like the responsibility that he has to like, I, I think this is an interesting conversation. Because what we do is antithetical to that. I think that that's something that I no longer feel as mm. a as a person involved in food media. Mm-hmm. I can't be exclusive about it. Anymore. Sure, sure. But that's how I feel. Yeah. And I don't know because I'm I am always on the side of the business owner and. You know, that's a, a difficult thing. Like, sometimes people want it. Sometimes people want the attention. And right. Sometimes people don't. Like, I've had situations where I had to kill a story because the owner didn't want attention. Yeah. And I'm respectful of that. Right. But at the same time, like, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the, ex- the exclusivity kind of, like, thing in me anymore sure. as a reporter. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's not so much of like an, I mean, yeah, there is that, but I also feel like it's more sort of nuanced too at the same time. In the sense that it's like, uh, do we know that that's that it's like yeah they want a successful business but like do we is there isn't there a fine line right. between a successful business and it being blown the fuck up or too? rather exposure is right. maybe an easier way of saying it right yeah exactly I mean I don't know I don't know if those conversations happen whether or not they want this or not but sure I mean they had to at some point yeah obviously. and I also don't want to sound like an asshole to assume that everybody wants this attention because I. I you know, as I said, like, not everybody does, and that's fair. It's a fine line, and it's constantly changing, too, yeah. as well, you know? So, look, there's your but first Katie's episode also, of our series, you know? Katie's also allowed to, to hate. Sure, sure. Blowing up the spot, you know? Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. She's a big fan of Huge Tree Pastry. It's it's the best. Nice. So, Same. Yeah, yeah. Do we answer the... Is Is he too, like rich guy now is he too like dave changed the rich rich guy or is he relatable still and and i guess this is a a two-part question was his appeal that he was relatable or was his appeal always that he was never relatable because he was an asshole yeah i think that's an interesting point i don't know if he was ever really that relatable at least from my perspective i mean maybe some people would disagree in that sense but okay well what makes chefs relatable I don't know if they are. I think the ones that have a big profile usually are. Are they? In that people relate or they have this like parasocial relationship with the people making their food. Okay. And the people that usually do make it are these big personality types. Mm-hmm. And I think, at least for me, speaking as a person who, you know, didn't. I, prior to getting involved with food media, I thought that it was very pretentious and I thought that it wasn't accessible to me. And not sure. to say that what he makes isn't pretentious. I just felt like he was doing it from like a, this, this is just like my own opinion. I thought that he was approaching it from like a, 
like an everyday person. And I thought that that was his appeal. But, you know, as, as I've seen him evolve, I don't know if he's that anymore. Right. Like, I don't think he just uses, he makes like fucking ramen noodles, cashew pepe anymore. Yeah. Like, I think that those are the things that I identify with him. This kind of like introducing the high and low. Because mm-hmm. I, I like that shit too. But I don't know if he's as relatable as a person, maybe. But yeah. I don't know if he ever was. I guess is is what I'm what I'm asking. Yeah, that's, you know I, what I mean. I guess yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you in, in that sense. You know, I guess what I where I try to look for the r- relatability is within the stories that he tries to tell. Mm. In that respect, that's what I can find relatable. I can't necessarily find the relatability in terms of him as a person. So you're, you're telling you me know? you don't order from five different restaurants through DoorDash? I don't. No, you know. Um, oh, wow, what a poor person. I mean, you what know. A- yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I just I don't know. Yeah, but it's also like. I think he carries sort of a very East Coast attitude too, yeah. as well. You know, for sure. Despite how much like avocados he eats now, or whatever, you know, <laughs> um, which is fine. That's him, you know. Yeah. Uh, as far as that goes, it like I said to go back to my earlier point, it's just kind of weird when people come here and then they're like, "Hey, I'm about this life now." Yeah. It's be like, it'd be like, like to your point, we've been here. Yeah. We've been doing this. You know, this right. is this is this is who we are. So. Yeah, I mean. So I guess a part of me is 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 automatically sort of protective of it. In a, oh yeah, in, in a sense, absolutely. You know? I think so too. I mean, I, I think that L.A. people are very critical of like how we how our city is portrayed. Sure. And like who they're using as subjects to portray that. Right. And right. I feel like saying that, you know, like I think that I think that someone like Los Tomateros would appreciate that because they they still have to struggle within their own community like they're not sure it's not like their own community is like just embracing them like it's still there's still really education going on there and i think that like giving exposure to some of these people is cool like maybe i don't like the kind of like company that uh that riverside woman is working with but it's honorable to, to like i think it's it's great to like give her exposure and if that's what she wants yeah you know and i think that that that's kind of like the difficult relationship i guess i have with right. this because i wasn't expect i didn't go in this because i think after that that celebrity david chang show mm-hmm. i was just like all right well maybe i just maybe i didn't even like Ugly delicious yeah so i went in this like with no expectations expectations i was like i don't know if it's gonna be good or not i don't know if it's gonna be celebs again i yeah. thought it was because when it started this fucking anderson pack and Oxnard's own. Yeah, exactly. And who else? I there thought it was going to be there that. Was another chef. I think so. Yeah. But then it ended up. It ended up just being about like little topics. Yeah. That he explored, and uh, you know, while not always great or right. like doesn't have the same kind of journalistic integrity, sometimes it was entertaining, and like I learned some stuff. Yeah. And I didn't like some stuff, but I. I but it was cool to be along the ride, I guess. At the same time, though, it's like, I feel like uh, some people are going to be like, like if I was editing a piece, I'd be like, why is Anderson Pack here? Right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what is he bring? Uh, no, get me wrong. We're fans of Anderson Pack. We were just talking about how much we love his catalog right. as a whole. 
uh, as far as that goes. It's, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, that, that's generally all the thoughts. Any, any other residual thoughts about nothing, the show? Nothing really coming to mind at this point. I, I would encourage people to check it out themselves. Right. I'd encourage people to watch the whole thing, too, yeah. to get the full effect. I'm privileged. I feel privileged to be able to, you know, watch this stuff and take it all in and yeah, dissect it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is very, yeah, of course, this is very like, I mean, only the only food nerds would care about it in this way. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it all depends on sort of, you know, current events too, as well. You know, if you're, if you're sort of generally interested in the, the state of the world and more like the issues that we had with it can only come from food. Nerds. Oh yeah. That's a hundred percent, but that's why people <laughs> are listening. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, in that sense, everybody. Yeah. Can. And I don't really do much, uh, food kind of media. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have had a weird Despite relationship. Despite you with being it. a, a Dis- member of it, yeah, exactly. Which is which is hilarious because I don't Illuminati now. I really don't. I really don't like Illuminati con- now. Consume much like food, TV, and stuff. Sure. Which is why I was gonna I was gonna ask you this earlier, and maybe I we, do. We can end on this. But you you mentioned that Lucky Peach kind of like came at the right moment for you. Yeah. At, like in when you were growing up yeah but did you have like that relationship with food media prior to that or was that the one that like hooked you it was like part of it definitely like the big part of the beginning in that respect you know yeah um i mean you know selfishly i could mention all the greats you know that that played into it too at the same time bourdain and gold and all that but i feel like you know that's a already assumed you know perhaps And B, if I, I feel like everybody says that shit these days. You right. know, it's like, who cares? So what? You know? That wasn't my experience at all, though. My really? experience was like, Guy Fieri's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, this, like, I watched the, I think when Netflix was like starting to take over in like yeah. 2010, maybe 11. Sure. And they had like, uh, what's, what's Homeboy's name? Man vs. Food. Mm hmm. Like, I tried a couple of those spots that he, and they were not good. Like, yeah. they were, I mean, no, no offense to. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on any of this. <laughs> no, it's okay. But I don't know. I just. I, I, just, I don't like the spicy what ramen I didn't in Little like, Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I didn't like was, uh, and uh, El Tepayac. Mm. What I didn't like was this kind of like super animated, super yeah. happy, super like glitzy, like the reality TV showness of it. Is why reality I never TV got into it. Uh, TV show host, you know, right? Yeah, and that's not that's that's not what I got into it. For. Sure, like I, I got into it. I think Jonathan Gold too. Like I watched that documentary, and that's how yeah. I got into it. Yeah, in that way, I guess, mm-hmm. and like just being a fan of food. Right, right. I mean, to your to maybe end, I'd be interested to see like what what would Guy Fieri do if they gave him a five episode deal from hulu like God. what would that look like you know it would look like fucking drinking budweiser i don't know though like like a budweiser lime yeah and like having a barbecue where he puts in <laughs> fucking korean chili flakes or some shit you know what i mean like look guy fieri's cool because he does what he does but it's not like i respect him as a chef or anything you know, like I respect him for doing his no, thing. No, 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 no. I'm not even trying to talk about like his, his ability as a chef, you know, like it's like there's something to me and I, I, I'm only probably speaking for myself, you know, here in this context, but for it's sure. like he, he showcases these small independent businesses, you know? Right. And which is kind of the precursor for a lot of influence of culture. Yeah. And I 
kind of like that. There is that human element that I'm I'm trying to look for in that yeah. respect, you know? Sort of hard work, hardworking everyday people that are sort of making something exceptional. But to in me that, that respect. Right. But to me that feels more like the news, like the Channel 5 news brought the young Spectre guy with the news. frosted tips to check out this place. It's so surface level. Sure. And sure. I think that that's that's why I didn't I didn't get into it. I didn't know that that was why I didn't like it. Yeah. But now I do. Now I know that the reason why I kind of just like... Something about this feels like whitewash, for, for lack of a better word. Mm. And it just seems like it's more about like we're having a good time eating and mm-hmm. not like, I don't know, like the cultural implications of shit. Right. Um, but maybe, maybe he'll make like a banger. Maybe he'll make like some artsy shit. Maybe he'll make like Pig. Starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. As a miniseries or some shit. Pig, not to be confused with Lamb, right? Right. Lamb is something or, different. Or the other one. Uh, the first cow. Oh, yeah. That marries the little lamb. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see any of those. Cinematic. you you never seen uh, First Cow? No. The A24 movie? No, I think you it's told me about so it. It's so good. Yeah. I it's like, it's it. a really good movie. Yeah. So. All right. I think that's good. Uh, okay. What would you rate this? I'm going to go three and a half TVs. Okay. Broken TVs or regular TVs? Regular TVs that are on in the background, but with like you a, have the sound down, like a white noise. Yeah, you can hear all the time. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I you think you just I'd, popped a gummy. You might be dozing off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But you you come back to it after. You're like, oh shit, I got. You're remember. mostly watching your phone. Yeah, but you're kind of. But you're like, it. but something happens. You're like, oh, gotta rewind that real quick. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, just, yeah. you know, get that. Yeah, I and like then that. you still finish it. You know? Right, right, right. It's digestible enough that you could still finish it. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. I think I would go probably three point eight. Okay. Like, it wasn't, I don't think it was, like, mediocre. No. It was generally entertaining. I just Held had some attention. issues. Yeah, I had some issues with some of the reporting. But sure. overall, I thought it was entertaining. And, like, I would watch a second season, I guess. Yeah. Which I don't know if they will do a second yeah, season. Yeah, he'll probably do something completely different. Yeah, he's going to so. fucking go to Mars with Elon Musk or some shit. Exactly. Can't wait for that. <laughs> All right. That's it. Thanks, thanks a lot for coming on and uh, discussing with us. Thanks discussing. for having me, man this with me cool all that's right. it all right Later. all right peace